The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. And we're getting set for some snow to move in this weekend. Let's check in live with meteorologist Bob Hamilton at the National Weather Service this morning. Uh, Bob, it's a big winter storm for the Northeast. It looks like we'll just be on the fringe of this one. Yeah, not a not a big deal at all for Buffalo. I mean, it looks like we'll pick up an inch or two further east into the Finger Lakes and um, eastward from there. You're looking at three to five and then higher amounts as you get into New England. So it's it's a big deal on the East Coast. They really haven't had any snow in a couple of years. But uh, for Buffalo, you know, this is pretty much every day here for a normal winter. All right. So just a normal winter snowfall, which is actually for this winter, at least so far, has been kind of out of the ordinary. Are we starting to turn things around? We saw a little bit of snow earlier this week. We have a little bit coming this weekend. Will it happen more frequently? Well, the pattern has become more active. It's a little colder. Uh, Instead of getting our typical January thaw, it's kind of the opposite. We're getting a January freeze. So hard to tell how long the pattern is going to stay active and cold, but uh, it is kind of nice to get a little snowfall for change. Yeah, and we have wide open lakes, not just Lake Erie, but all of the Great Lakes are pretty much ice free. So that could, if with cold air, that could really change things, couldn't it? Well, you, there's a better chance for lake effect snow, but it's weird in the in the winters where you do have an open lake, it's still hard to get the big snows like you do in, in November and December. So you can get snows, but uh, it, it's hard to get the big ones once you get, you know, into the latter portions of the season. Well, that might be good news for everybody who's not, you know, kind of hoping we keep this out. We had enough snow all of uh, last winter, right? Does well, it... Last winter was active, but when you think about it, it was only November, yeah. December. Once we got past the new year last year, it was it was pretty lame. Does it concern you, though, that it's been so warm? Like, any time you hear, well, the lake's wide open, you know, one shot of cold air around that, you know, we could have some big lake effect event? Yeah, like I said, it's it's always possible to get the big events, you know, during the first half of the winter, and that seems to taper off. Once you get into, like, February and especially March, when you do get lake effect snow, you really need it to snow during the overnight to get significant accumulations because, you know, the, the days are getting longer now, the sun angle is increasing. So it, it takes a little more to get the big snows later in the season. Hey, Bob, thanks for the uh, update this morning. We appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Bob Hamilton at the National Weather Service. Well, we're still waiting on the snow, but in the city of Buffalo, some have already been looking ahead to the summer. WBEN's Max Ferry takes us inside the effort to recruit more lifeguards. The city of Buffalo is looking to quickly recruit more young adults, ages 16 to 21, interested in becoming lifeguard certified before the start of their first official training session of the new year. Right now, youth who live in the city of Buffalo can register for training to become certified lifeguards by the Red Cross for free. This year, any youth who obtains their certification and completes the process to work with the city of Buffalo pools will receive an additional $525 sign-on bonus. 
in a civil service job. Police Athletic League of Buffalo's executive director, Nakia Kemp. Kemp strongly encourages youth to not delay and enroll for the first class session, which starts next Saturday, January 13th, at Casanova Pool. The city is looking to have 100 lifeguards at the ready this year so they can reopen all of the outdoor pools in the summer. They currently have 29 enrolled in the first training session. They are looking to fill the training session with at least 65 students. So we will have enough lifeguards to reopen the three pools, three outdoor pools that we did last year. But we are hoping to recruit more lifeguards to be able to open up Houghton and JFK pools, as well as keep the two indoor pools open as last summer. Sam Orsine, City of Buffalo's supervisor of pools and rinks. Non-residents of the City of Buffalo will have to pay a fee for registration and recertification. You can find all the details at WBEN.com. Max Ferry. WBEN.com News. Max, thank you. Schools in Perry, Iowa could reopen as soon as Monday. Following yesterday morning's deadly shooting, police say a high school student opened fire, killing a sixth grader and hurting five others before taking his own life. The shooter identified as 17-year-old Dylan Butler, a student at the school. He shot and killed a sixth grader and wounded five others, including the school's principal, Dan Marburger. All the victims were rushed to nearby hospitals in Des Moines. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I just, I was just shook. Officials say the shooter used a pump-action shotgun and a handgun. They also located and disarmed an improvised explosive device inside the school. One of the victims is critical. The other three are in stable condition. That's Ed O'Keefe reporting. Back here with one final inspection. Still to go, the holiday twin ranks in Chittawaga expected to reopen today after that carbon monoxide incident last week where more than 100 people were treated for symptoms of exposure. Numerous repairs and upgrades were made to the heating system that failed, as well as new carbon monoxide detection systems. The owner of the rink has offered to reimburse anyone who incurred medical bills as a result of the incident. Bills and Dolphins, Sunday night in a big game that will decide who wins the AFC East. Buffalo won the first matchup all the way back in week four. But a lot has changed since then. Sean McDermott this week talked about his view of what the team's changing offense needs to do better. We need to get continue to grow as a team. Passing game being one area, just one area, but continue to grow as a team and, and improve. And I think that's the, that's the goal every week. And certainly there's areas we need to, you know, obviously spotlight and put our focus on and in. And, that, and that's one of them. At the end of the day, it's about winning. I understand you guys want to make it about this thing over here, and that is important because it does help us win. At the same time, it's about making sure we're doing, we're going with the ball where we need to go with the ball, and, and then we're moving the chains and, and scoring points. So that's, that's, the, that's the goal. You know, it's a short week, right, with the holiday on Monday, but it feels like a long week waiting for this game. Yeah, just wait till Sunday. I know. Or wait until 8.20 kickoff. I'm, it's can you tell I'm still right. not over it? I'm uh, just a little uh, upset about that. You know, uh, Bills are going to be watching Saturday, though, the, both games of interest to uh, the Bills because Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Now, call me crazy here, but this Pittsburgh-Baltimore game, everyone's like, oh, you know, you got to hope the Ravens win. Ravens win. The Bills are guaranteed a spot. You know, Pittsburgh can't catch up. I'm rooting for the Steelers here. Elaborate. Because I believe in the Bills. Okay. Oh. I, I, if the Bills win, I would like to play the Steelers in the playoffs because they stink. Yeah. Of all those teams, like, it's not, I think other stuff would have to happen on Sunday. Oh, Jags would have to lose on Sunday. But I would rather play the Steelers than any of those other teams. Yeah. 
I um I thought you were going to say something crazy like you think the Texans and Colts are going to tie. Uh, I think the Bills are going to win, but it would be a little less stressful watching the game knowing yeah. it's the fourth quarter. The Bills are only up by three, and if they lose, they don't they don't make the playoffs. You know what I mean? It, for watching purposes, but yeah, I believe the Bills will win Sunday. Yeah, I. But it would be nice to have that that little buffer. Uh, with the Ravens' backups winning, and as Bills fans, we know about losing to a team's backups to miss the playoffs. I mean, now do they need uh, Pittsburgh and the Jags to lose? Just one, just or, the one other. or the other, so, or a tie. You know, so we could know tomorrow yeah. in the afternoon, yeah. or, or if, at night if the Colts t- Texans somehow tie. That gets the Bills in as well. Yeah, <laughs> those <laughs> are the three so outs. That would be a that would be a wild one. Your exclusive WBEN seven weather forecast: partly sunny with a cool breeze today. Temperatures will be in the low thirties this afternoon. Tonight, clouds on the increase. Overnight lows in the low twenties. On Saturday, snow arrives late in the day. Temperatures in the mid thirties. Snow showers on Sunday as well, with temperatures in the low to mid thirties. With your exclusive WBEN seven weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line from WQAM, you also might know him as a former Dolphins linebacker, Channing Crowder, joining us on the Trocare College Live Line. Channing, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. You know, this is yet another big-time game between these two teams uh, going back to earlier this season, the end of last year. Is the Bills-Dolphins rivalry back as, like, the rivalry in the division and one of the top ones in the league? Oh, yes. After uh, a young man named Tom Brady retired, now the AFC East is open again for us to win some win some division titles. But, yes, it is. You know, the Jets are supposed to have a chance with Aaron Rodgers. That Achilles goes out. But, yeah, Josh Allen, Tua Tungabailoa, like it is what, it, what it's supposed to be at the end of the season. I love a couple years back when they turned every last game of the season into a division game because this is what it's about. It should come down to it. Two good teams playing for the division. The last time, I'm old. I was on the team the last time we won the AFC East. That was 2008, and we had to beat Brett Favre with the Jets to win it. So this is what it's supposed to be about. But, yes, the Dolphins and the Bills are going to fight for the division, I would say, for the, you know, for the, for the upcoming, upcoming couple years because they're two good teams. Well, I, I like the feeling. And, but back when you were playing and Tom Brady was playing too, and, you know, the Patriots were – just running wild with the exception of when you won the division, of course. Uh, but, <laughs> well, like, it feels like the Dolphins-Bills, like, it it didn't have that bite that it always did. Like, the, the two longtime rivals, did it lose a little bit of its luster there uh, in that stretch? It did because, you know, I, I was playing with, and not badmouth anybody, but I was playing with John Beck and Tyler Thigpen. Um, I remember sacking J.P. Lossman. You know, the teams weren't loaded with talent back then. So, yeah, it lost some of that luster. The Jets, Dolphins, you know, that, that hatred was always there when I was playing. But, yeah, the Buffalo, Miami, it was just – it was really two mediocre teams, sometimes bad teams, playing in the same division. I was being dominated by the Patriots. So, I think over these last couple of years, and especially now, like we're, we're fighting for the division. The other one's a wild card. If, uh, if we beat the Bills with a number two seed, if we lose to the Bills with a number six seed, that's, that's what you want. And that's where rivalries come from where – each team is snatching, you know, playoff home games in the playoffs out of people's hands. But it did it's, – it's coming back now, I would say. And I see it as – especially what's going on in New England. I don't know if Bill Belichick makes it, you know, through this offseason. What's going on in, with the Jets, you know, and their carousel. I, I think it's coming back up. To answer your question, Luster did leave a little bit because it just wasn't interesting. They were playing for nothing at the end of the year. Now they're playing for a division title. So I think over these next couple of years, I love 
what Buffalo's doing. You know, they, they had that low firing Ken Dorsey, and now the offense looks better. And really managing Josh Allen and not putting everything on his shoulders. And then Tua, you know, last couple games he's had, you know, he had a struggle, especially against the Ravens, but he was, you know, he's leading the league top five in most categories. And we know Josh Allen's ability. So the quarterback is what it is. I, I'm a defensive guy. So nowadays it's all about the quarterback, but both of these rosters are constructed extremely well. And it's what it, it's, it's, it's getting it back. And these teams will be, I think they will be fighting for the division for the next couple of years. All right. Well, week 18, it's here. Channing, it's the second year in a row where the Dolphins have had a chance to take the division, but the Bills have crept up behind them. What are you, what are you thinking about this game? Man, it's so hard. And um, actually, I was talking to – who was I talking to? I think Ocho Cinco, Chad. And he was like, man, what's going to happen? You know, who y'all, we all, you know, maybe allegedly might put a little money on games. He was like, what do you think, man? He's like – and I looked and I started looking in the sky. He was like, take the Dolphin hat off. So I have to do that here. The Dolphins are just so beat up. We lost Bradley Chubb again after – I mean, uh, Bradley Chubb after losing Jalen Phillips, our two, our two rushers. Tyreek Hill's in a walking boot. Jalen Waddle's not practicing. Raheem Mostert not practicing. It just it, – it's – I would love to see these two teams fully healthy. And the Bills lost players as well. But right now I think the Bills are – like I said earlier, I think how they're managing Josh Allen and the Bills are playing well, that front four dominated – really front eight dominated us in the first game. Uh, Stephon Diggs went for three, three, three touchdowns, 170. I believe that they're going to adjust to Stephon Diggs, but the, the Bills are playing better football right now. They're coming to Miami. I'm hoping I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to have my, Dolphin, my, my alumni jacket on in the box, but it's going to be a tough road for the Dolphins to beat the Bills on Sunday. So you think the, the injuries and everything, they really are catching up to Miami? Because I was going to ask, you know, what went so wrong against Baltimore? Did they just run into this buzzsaw that's so much better than the rest of the league? But you think Miami has some serious problems? Um, not, not serious problems. They, 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 they have talent. I think they're a little, little top-heavy, and you're seeing that through injuries. I do think, to your point about the buzzsaw, the Baltimore Ravens are by far head and shoulders the best team in the league. You saw what they did to – the, 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 the terrifying 49ers, they ran them off the field. They beat the Dolphins by 30-something. Like, they ran into a buzzsaw, but also uh, the scheme for the Ravens was genius. We have two top corners. Jalen Ramsey didn't even get thrown at all game. They picked on the linebackers. They picked on the safeties. Like, it was a, it was a great game plan for them. And they just offensively, they're not built to play that – to play from 20 down, you know, 15, 20 down. They like to, you know, matriculate down the field methodically. You know, Mike McDaniel, McVay, Shanahan, all these genius young offensive minds, they have their scheme and they have their, their, uh, their script written. And then once you start getting into panic mode, that's not really where these guys want to be. So I think the injuries caught up with the Dolphins, but also they ran into a Ravens team that right now I think is about to win the Super Bowl if they stay healthy. Well, as you said, Miami advances whether they win or lose on Sunday. So with all these injuries – at what point would they rest anyone on Sunday? <laughs> they have to win. Um, it's funny because if we it, – you know, it's all the things with the Jaguars and Titans and it's so much AFC stuff. But there's a chance that we beat the, the – the uh, Dolphins beat Buffalo and might have to play Buffalo again in the wild card if, you know, other things happen. Or if we flat out – if we lose to Buffalo, we're going to Kansas City, sixth seed playing Kansas City in Arrowhead we need to win. We need a playoff home game for the, you know, for the fans, for the organization. But I don't want to go into Arrowhead in, in January and play Patrick Mahomes, even though 
that offense and that team's not looking as dominant as they did in the past. So I don't think they rest anybody. My rest question would have been down by 30 to the Ravens last week, and that's why I came out. You know, I came out and uh, got some flack for saying it, but I was like, what's the point of Tua and Bradley Chubb and these guys being in the game down by 30 in the fourth quarter? I don't think they, they, I don't think they can afford to rest anybody because I don't think they're going to be blowing out the Bills, and I honestly don't think the Bills are going to blow them out. I really don't expect the game, the, the game to go the same way it did when we played Buffalo early in the season. I think it's going to be a close game, single digit. You know, like it all, I always say, good teams. It's going to come down to the fourth quarter. You're going to be down or up by four. You're going to have to score a touchdown to put it away, or you're going to have to go get a touchdown to win the game. And I think that's how that game, this game will play out Sunday. And I don't think it's going to be one of those 40-30 games. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. So I think it's going to be a, a, a old-school football game, and that's why I believe that they, 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 they can't afford to rest anybody because they're going to need to play those guys to get a victory Sunday. We're speaking with former Dolphins linebacker Channing Crowder now on WQAM down there in Miami. All right, uh, you know, Mike McDaniel, I've loved him for the league because he is, uh, you know, as a Bills fan, he strikes me as like this guy that if he's your team's head coach, you, you love him. Like it's like just the greatest thing ever to have this, such a charismatic guy as your head coach. You know, he's uh, doing these different things in press conference. He's so different than the rest of it. As an opposing team's fan, I love it because – it's very easy to pick on and hate. And, you know, like guys like that who stand out are easy to love or hate one way or the other. I'm wondering from a Miami perspective, the fans down there, is there anyone on Buffalo that you guys just can't stand? Uh, on the staff, on the team, is there a guy that like elicits that reaction like, I just, oh, I hate that guy? You know what? And I, 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 you know, I like to hate on people. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll serve anybody yeah. some hate, but it's not really. It's not really because there's, there's no nasty. There's no like, like you're saying, like McDaniel's easy to pick because he's. Let's be honest, he's a weird guy. I've sat mm-hmm. down with him. He's on my podcast. Like I've sat down with McDaniel a number of times. He's just a weird dude. He's different. You know, he when he goes on these tangents, it's 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 that tree, that Shanahan tree, that all those guys come from, where they'll sit down and break down these plays from. 2001, where the backside safety came down in cover four at, at eight yards, and they could do this stuff, and it's just this little weird, like, rain manish football uh, mind that they have. And it's, it's a weird thing to be around, but it's easy to pick on. But Buffalo, man, it's not really like uh, – we respect Josh Allen. I love Stephon Diggs to death. Um, uh, no, it's it, – I think the, the Ken Dorsey connection, because he was a cane, we loved him when he was there, uh, Greg Rousseau. And Oliver, I'm a defensive guy, like I said. Milano, when he was healthy, one of the best linebackers in the league. Um, no, man. There's, I really don't think we hate anybody because the respect is there. They're a good team, and you just appreciate good football at one point. But, like, the Jets, you know, you usually hate their, you know, hate them, and that, that past has been there. But, no, man, like, people don't even hate Josh Allen, even though he's amazing and he's a – a, a damn defensive end playing quarterback and does a great job of it. We don't even hate him. Like I would say, there's no really disdain other than them beating us would be the problem. Yeah. But as a single player, a single human being, a single, you know, solo person, I, I'm, and I'm down here. I do a, a four hour radio show every day down here. And we talk to people all the time. And there's not that person that people hate in Buffalo. Channing, to me, that's a problem. 
We, you, you got to have someone on your team that's just rubbing people the wrong way, and I, I was afraid you were going to answer it like that. It's, it's. I would love to say. I would love to say it. Oh man, it's no. I, who, who would it be? Who's that guy? Because honestly, let me be honest with y'all. When I was on the Dolphins, I was the guy people hated because I talked trash. I would say whatever popped in my mind. I'd make fun of people on the field. I'd fight people on the field. And, like, people really disliked me, and I didn't care because I used their dislike to almost make me play better because I was like, they hate me, I got to hate them. It was all a psychological thing for me. There's not – like, who, who on mm-hmm. Buffalo is, is the edge guy? Who's There's, the guy it's that not – it used to be – I would have said it used to be Feliciano. Uh, he hasn't been here for a couple of years. I was hoping it was going to be Spencer Brown, but I, I don't know if he's, uh, he's reached that yet. Yeah, he, you know what, if you want me to, you know, y'all can hire me. I'll teach somebody how to really get under people's skin so you can have that guy at some point. You know, I'll, I'll come up there and help Buffalo Let's, find. We'll, really we'll good, get you really, up here really in the really summer when it's not bad. as cold. I can teach a bad guy. I can teach somebody <laughs> to be the bad guy. I'd appreciate that. I, the hockey team, too, and, you know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> right. we'll have you make the rounds. I would appreciate it personally. Uh, I appreciate this. Hey, Channing, thanks so much uh, for joining us. It's been a treat. Thank you so much, and it's going to be a, a heck of a game. This is these tickets to the Buffalo Dolphins game, and I'm down here. Like I said, I've been going to games for, since 05 playing and now covering the team. This is one of the hardest tickets that I've ever had to get or call in favors for. So this, the energy on, on Sunday night is going to be crazy. Awesome. Huge. Awesome. Well, uh, Channing Crowder joining us on the Trocare College live line, former Dolphins linebacker, WQAM down in Miami, if you want to listen to him later on today. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.